0: Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business but it's personal.
1: A boy's born in hot time Mississippi Surrounded by for walls that ain't so pretty His parents give him love affection
0: To keep him strong Moving in the right direction Living just enough Just enough For the city Fabulous way to start the programme, Stevie Wonder and Living for the City. I'm excited. Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM with me, Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining me. Every week I have the privilege of meeting someone who is shaping the world of business. And not only that... I am able to play music from the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And I do both of them just for you here on Jazz FM. My business shaper today, I'm very pleased to say, is Pinky Lilani. She is the founder of the Women of the Future program. She is the founder of Spice Magic. We're going to talk about cookery. She is a CBE. She is a DL. She is fantastic. And you're in for a real treat today here on Jazz Shapers. And on top of hearing from Pinky, you'll be hearing from some brilliant musicians from the Shapers of Jazz, Blues and Soul. Aretha Franklin's up, Alan Harris, and then there's this from the one and only, it's Dave Brubeck. Dave Brubeck with Unsquared Dance Pinky Lilani is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers as I said earlier and she's pretty phenomenal you're going to find that out very soon Um, as I said founder of Women of the Future programme which we will explain what it is founder of Spice Magic again we're going to explain what that is not only that um, eminent author guru uh, for many, many people. And uh, if you catch TEDx uh, uh, from that, from time to time, then you will also maybe know that Pinky Lilani has done a wonderful speech on that. Without further ado, here she is. Thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Elliot, for asking me here today. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here.
0: Now, let's go back in time, Pinky, a little bit. Tell me about the young Pinky Lilani that, that, that came from Calcutta back in the late 70s. You arrived here in the UK, and what happened? You, weren't, well, you, were, you were a mum. I mean, you became a mum. You weren't working at that point, were you? Is that right?
1: Yeah, I wasn't. Actually, I came to England after meeting my husband and marrying him in three weeks in India. And he had done no due diligence whatsoever because he thought he'd got a good Indian wife who could cook. I had never been inside the kitchen because we had one of the best chefs in Calcutta. So I came to England knowing no one, and uh, not knowing how to cook. So it's been an amazing adventure. And I didn't really have any aspirations of working and had my children really quickly. So it was a very interesting start.
0: Now, you said you have no, no, you had no aspirations to work. But quite soon, I believe, after that, you did start doing some evening cookery classes. So you said the Indian woman is meant to know how to cook, never been in a kitchen. You must have learnt.
1: I learned very quickly because, you know, part of our heritage was you have people over, you entertain incessantly, so I had to learn to cook. But it was really quite disastrous and I remember my husband had been married before and his ex-wife who lived in Holland decided she wanted to come and check me out and she came with her new boyfriend. And I actually remember the first meal I made was made by my husband's ex-wife boyfriend, which is very interesting because I didn't know how to feed anybody at that point.
0: Now, how did it then become that you did know how to cook and that you ended up being I believe, a consultant to Shalwood's way back. And then, of course, you, you went on to write a book. So, so the woman that didn't know how to cook becomes the person that writes a book. Explain that, that transformation.
1: Well, I think, you know, I really enjoyed cooking. I learned to cook really by tasting and by deciding, you know, tasting something, saying I'll reproduce it. I used to go back to Calcutta where our chef used to let me into the kitchen very reluctantly. And I learned a lot of great dishes and techniques. And then when I was asked to teach Indian cookery at, at adult education, I was really excited. So I went along with a lot of excitement and passion, very little expertise. But I think that kind of got to the people who I was teaching and one of them was from Sherwoods and asked me if I'd do some consulting for them. At that time, there was a misconception about Indian food. For instance, people used to say... Onion Paji, but there's nothing called onion Paji, it's actually onion Pajas. So it was actually going back to basics. And then, you know, I started cooking and really enjoying it and producing good food. And then people said, Why don't you write a book? I thought, That's really exciting, let me write a book. Um, I had no idea how to write a book, I didn't get a publisher, I wrote it myself, and all these copies came to the house. Of the printer, printed them and I had nowhere to put them so I had to sell my car, buy a little car and put it all in the garage and start ringing up people saying will you buy
0: my book We're going to find out a lot more about how people did buy the book and how eventually actually your cookery uh, skills have led you to help teams of people operate in a more collaborative way much more of that very, very shortly Time for some more music Another phenomenal number here It's Aretha Franklin with I Say A Little Prayer
1: When I wake up Before I my makeup, Make up. I say a little prayer for you And while my hair
0: now and one Aretha Franklin, I say a little prayer. Pinky Lilani is with me. She is, as I said earlier, the founder of the Women of the Future programme. We haven't talked about it yet, but I promise we will. She's also the founder of Spice Magic, but as you would have been hearing earlier, the non-cook became a cook of some note um the Sherwoods thing and then a book itself now just let's just jump forward for a second What is it is what is it about cooking in groups that you have able to um use to help people come together in teams how is it that the that, that, that is connected where does the cooking fit in with teamwork
1: i think food is such a universal you know people love it. They love coming together to eat. I've really crossed someone who doesn't like eating. So I think when you bring food into the equation, for most people, it reminds them of their mother, their homes where they ate together. Um, And it brings the best out in people because, you know, you're in a very good mood when somebody's giving you good food. It brings out good energy. And it's about nurturing. And I think that's where I found food is so useful. For instance, when I give lectures wherever, it could be at maybe Oxford or Cambridge, I asked if I can take my wok in. And after talking about leadership, I plug in my wok and make spicy Bombay potatoes in five minutes. And normally these very kind of people who are very businesslike will suddenly warm up to you and come up and say that, you know, it's just like their mother's cooking or something. So I think food is a huge catalyst for people coming together.
0: Now, when we started talking, some people listening would have gone, whoa, hold on a minute, this is sounding awfully, um, not sexist, but we're putting a woman in the kitchen, the the woman is now cooking, What's, what's this got to do with female emancipation? What's really interesting is, from the late 90s, you have been one of the key champions of women in business. Talk to me about how you got from the cookery, through to creating this thing called the women of the future program and just explain a little bit about what it is.
1: Okay I actually set up the Asian Women of Achievements Awards before the Women of the Future Um, and that was because I felt Asian women were being stereotyped of staying at home and frying the onion bhajas which really wasn't true and so I decided I wanted to do something and recognize these amazing women I was meeting and no one knew about so I set up the Asian Women of Achievements Awards 17 years ago and after seeing how many wonderful stories and how getting an award actually change people's lives I thought I want to do something for all women but for younger women so I set up the women of the future awards which was 11 years ago
0: let me just stop you there you said I just set it up I mean it's like me saying and then I opened a business called Apple I mean when you say you set it up what did you do you recall how you did that in the beginning and why you you know, you know had in Yiddish the chutzpah to do that?
1: Well, I think, you know, because of having done the Asian Women of Achievement Awards, I kind of had a model that worked that I thought I could transfer and was getting amazing people to be part of your judging panel, to find great stories because everybody wants to hear great stories and I remember going around in the beginning I used to stop people on the road and ask them how old are you what you do Um, and um, get them to enter the awards because obviously nobody had heard about it but we're very lucky we had some really great partners and collaborators I guess I had some kind of credentials with the Asian Awards and so I got people to come on board and it's been really exciting Elliot because we've discovered in the last 11 years Um, A woman, young girl, who actually has discovered two asteroids in a gap year. Um, I mean, somebody who made her first film at the age of 22 and raised the 1.5 million finance on her own. And having come into our orbit and our network, it's actually changed their lives and all those who hear about them. Um, So it's been very powerful in that way. And also it was just, I think one thing followed the next. You know, I'd get an idea and I'd like want to do it like tomorrow. And, um, you know, get on an email at midnight to someone and say, and by eight in the morning they would reply. So it was great fun.
0: And I can testify I do get emails from Pinky Lillani from time to time gone midnight. Stay with me for more from Pinky. Um, And it's phenomenal stuff too, isn't it? Latest travel though in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom for your business from our program partners at Mm Mishkondorea. Hello, my name is Derval Walsh. I'm a partner in the contentious banking and finance practice at Mishkondorea. One practical tip I would give to all customers who have dealings with their banks is at the start of the relationship, particularly when they're drawing down funding, it is very important to get the necessary professional input from either accountants or lawyers as to the terms being offered by the bank. One of the reasons for doing this at the outset is because it is critical to avoid a situation where there is a dispute a year or two years down the line at which point the die has been cast and very often from the perspective of the borrower and the legal or professional advisor it is a case of damage limitation. So I can't stress highly enough the importance of getting professional assistance at the start so that you set your stall out appropriately. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mish Rea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss, every Saturday morning, 9am sharp. You can join me where I am joined by someone who's shaping the world of business. If you've missed any, iTunes is your destination. Put in the words Jazz and Shapers. If you'd like to tweet us today, we're at Jazz FM and we will endeavour to get back to you. My business shaper today is Pinky Lilani, C-B-E-D-L. Both of those things are true. Um, she's also, um, but for the for the record, an Associate Fellow of the Say Business School in Oxford, uh, patron of DIL, the Westminster Society and Frank Water, the ambassador for the Tiffany Circle I'm going to stop for that sort of Red Cross It's ridiculous. How do you pack it all in? How do you find the time to be amazing? And I'm not, I'm not saying that lightly
1: I don't think I'm amazing I just do uh, as much as I can I get up every morning really excited that I'm going to do different things Do you so get up I'm, early?
0: Are you an early riser?
1: I, I don't. I sleep really late I don't sleep before 1.30 in, in the night so I get up quite late about 8 o'clock probably
0: Now, you were saying earlier, you know, you send these emails late and it's probably because your body clock is, you move that way. What, at the core of the Women of the Future program and all the other ways of celebrating what women can do, you're addressing an imbalance, I imagine, on the one hand, but you're also celebrating some core human skills or core human beliefs, I believe. Is that is that right? Is that fair enough to say?
1: Absolutely. I think we want to recognise the amazing achievements of women, to hear their stories, because I think everyone is looking for inspiration, is looking for role models. And I think for me, every single day, the reason why I carry on doing it is all these women I come across are so inspirational. And the men too. I mean, the men are very much part of our equation. And, you know, in our awards, we have a real great combination of men and women who really believe that we, we all need to do all the things we believe in to be ourselves to be passionate and to really fly
0: who has guided you along the way pinky because you're an incredibly generous person you know we've known each other for a a few years now and all i see is you give you give and you give and you give where do you get your sucker from where is it that you actually draw some inspiration beyond the women in front of you now who gives to you
1: I think, you know, what's most inspirational for me is my family. You know, my sons and I've just had a little granddaughter and um, they are the families, the root of everything that I do. But, you know, um, our programs, all our programs, the DNA of our programs is kindness and collaboration. And I have a mantra, which I try to live every day. And my mantra is you have not lived a perfect day unless you've done something for someone who can never repay you. And people often ask me, how can you do that every day? Well, Elliot, I walk around with five chocolates in my handbag every single day. And I give it to people who I meet on trains, walking around, somebody who serves me well, I'm at the office and somebody really looks up and smiles at me and says, can I give you a chocolate? And 99% people say yes. Somebody sometimes says no thank you, which I feel bad about for about three and a half minutes and then I find somebody else who says yes. So I think, you know, we can do things and it keeps my life really interesting because I love, I like to teach something Every day I like to learn something every day. And I think we can learn from every single person we meet.
0: Stay with me to learn much more from my very wise guest that's Pinky Lilani. Time for some more music. This is Alan Harris with Catfish. Shady and me Whoa, what can the matter be I'm in a fire And my blood runs higher and, higher and higher That was Alan Harris with Catfish. Pinky Lilani is with me, as uh, as I hope you know, because you, you've been listening and hearing all sorts of things, especially mantras and, and wisdom around what it takes to do well in life. And you have done well in life, and it is about learning, and it, it is about um, teaching as well. As you go around and talk to people, um, what are the problems that you see that need to be overcome in business today? Because you meet a lot of people, Pinky. I mean, you're incredibly well connected. Are there themes that come through that people are battling with every day uh, uh, across different industries?
1: I think they are. You know, one of the things is is the whole politics of an organization. Often people I meet say they find that really difficult. The whole thing, of, again, their own self-belief and self-confidence. A lot of people appear to be totally as if they're in control, but when you kind of dig below the surface, they kind of open up to say that they really lack the confidence to do the things they really want to do. I think there are often people are looking for guidance and so they're looking for good mentors. Again, there aren't enough people out there doing that. I think finding a champion or finding a mentor is very, very important for people in business. Somebody who believes in you, because I think... When When you have someone who believes in you then you can actually fly much higher than if you don't Um, and I think obviously for everyone it's really wanting to have great relationships and building good networks and that's not always possible when you're working so hard um, that they find it very difficult to maintain those relationships and do the things they really feel excited about
0: and how do you make space to do that how do you do that
1: you know my relationships are the core of everything I do so I love it my way of relaxing is actually picking up the phone and talking to some of the people that I've met I love having people over and since both my sons have gone and I love entertaining I just invite people every week any Saturday that people want to come I love to cook for them so you know in summer I will have 40 women over for lunch who I've met probably once. Um, but I want them to meet others because I think everybody lives in their own kind of shells and we need to get out. And actually to make a difference in business through networks are hugely important so if you have an you know an astrophysicist meeting a football coach meeting an entrepreneur that's where the real excitement takes place
0: and your businesses are, are flourishing i mean i know your your model is you have to you have to have companies that support you in your endeavors and individuals i imagine as well what's the secret to maintaining the success of what you do is it because the idea itself is good is it because you believe in it is it a combination of those two things what do you think is at the core of the success
1: i think you know the synergy that lies between our values and the corporate and the companies who support us for me it's about the right energy if I meet someone and they don't their values don't resonate with mine it's not going to work. So it's not even worth taking any money they can give. And I think kindness really, we've built everything through people being kind to us. But we also all the time try to do much more. I want to be in a position where I'm giving much more than I'm taking. And that I think has been our business success is that we follow up relationships, not that something's over and done with. So you end that for me, you never know when conversations can start again. And there's a great deal of excitement in following that path.
0: We'll have a final chat with Pinky, plus play, we'll be playing a track from Dame Arosena. That's after the latest Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Rea. It's business, but it's personal. Daime Arocena with El 456, El 456, which doesn't sound quite as good. That's a young Cuban artist discovered by Giles Peterson and signed to his Brownswood label, just in case you wanted to know. Just for a few more minutes, Pinky Lilani is my business shaper, and we've been talking about all sorts of things. Kindness, giving more than you than you take, talking to everybody, the importance of relationships... When you look towards the next year, two years, five years, what's in your head? What are you going to be doing? Is it just having fun, more of the same, spreading love? That's what it feels like you do.
1: Um, I really want to do something new and exciting. So, you know, while I'm doing something, um, I'm thinking, what's the next thing? So I'm taking a delegation of business women to Kuala Lumpur in November, and we've got an amazing program, and I'm hoping we set up a global Women of the Future network because I think, you know, global networks are so important. Um, and it's really getting young people who thought they'd do very little to get them involved and make them be creative. So, And I'm also thinking of should we have the Women the Future Foundation where we t- it can actually help other women. We get requests all the time for women who need help, maybe just a little bit in their tuition fees. That would make such a difference. So you know, really thinking along those lines is adding more value.
0: You strike me as a completely fearless person. Where's that fearlessness come from? It doesn't, nothing seems to faze you. Like, you don't think, like, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to deliver it. What is that about?
1: I actually, I'm, I worry all the time. So I, I you know, I, I may appear fearless, but it's, it's you when you tell me that. But I, you know, I'm always looking for solutions. And I find people when I'm talking to people, they give me the answer. So you go out and ask enough people, um, and somebody will point you in the right way. So my travels around, I travel by, I'm claustrophobic, so I don't use the underground, but I'm on the train and bus and walking the streets of London and such. And talking to people actually is the best way of getting my answers
0: just one of those things you mentioned to me earlier that your hearing is not great and yet here you are you're telling me i talk to everybody surely many people i imagine who can't hear so well would worry that when they speak to someone they won't be able to ha- have a proper conversation why are you not worried about that
1: I only have 20% of my hearing, so if I don't wear my hearing aids, I can't really hear anything. But I lip-read a lot. I look at someone uh, while I'm talking to them. And I have had some times when it hasn't worked, like the time when someone asked me, how long does it take you to make a curry? And I heard, how long have you been in the country? So I said, 27 years. <laughs> uh, so they weren't going to come to my house for dinner. But, it, it, you know, you do kind of, and I think I'm very open about it, so then people feel, you know, that, you know, I'm vulnerable too, and that's fine.
0: Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. As always, it's lovely to see you. Um, and Thank you very much for being so open, as usual, and as you said, being vulnerable, because I think we all are when we admit it, and you've admitted it right here, which is phenomenal. Just before I let you go, what's your song choice today and why have you chosen it?
1: I've chosen Love, Ian, Rose. It actually, it's by Louis Armstrong, version, not the Edith Piaf. It's one of the, my favourite numbers, and actually, probably because when I first my, met my husband, he said how much he liked it, and I'd never heard it, and so it really remained one of my favourites.
0: Well, here it is just for you. Thank you, Pinky. <laughs> That was La Vie en Rose from Louis Armstrong, the song choice of my business shaper Pinky Lilani. A wonderful mantra. When she said, you have not had a perfect day unless you've done something for someone who can never repay you. Really has underpinned what she's been creating over the last 20 or so years. Focusing on the importance of relationships and right at the core of everything is the primacy of kindness. I think these are all good lessons for all of us in business and beyond. Do join me again, same time, same place, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. That's 9am here on Jazz FM. In the meantime, though, stay with us because coming up next, it's Nigel Williams. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea, it's business, but it's personal.